there are aspects of my personality that I can't control. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. The Incredible Halt Podcast. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret. I'm always angry. Raised on television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars. But we won't. The Incredible Halt. Besides, nobody's getting hurt. Podcast. Maybe if I can control it, I can use it. Hear the music. It is Eric Halkren. Incredible Hulk podcast. We're doing something a little bit different here. Uh, no guest this week. So um, I'm trying to pump these out as fast as humanly possible because much like the experiment I was doing with the cakes on Instagram is I just want to get in the habit of doing podcasts over and over and over and over and over again. And sometimes I will have delightfully amazing guests as I've been blessed to do. And sometimes you just got to... Uh, open up the DKML from Founders and go it alone. So that is what we are doing this evening. And we're going to talk about a couple things, uh, not the least of which is the fight this weekend. Now, I will say this as a precursor to what we're going to talk about. If you are expecting me to break down what happened in the fight, that is not going to happen here on the Incredible Hulk podcast. That is actually going to happen on Way of the Warrior when Ken is able to join me. And we'll, we will do that there. But one of the things that I've been saying over and over and over again about Conor McGregor and how we got to Saturday night is that there's about 18 business books locked in the world of Conor McGregor and how he's been able to do what he's been able to do over the last four years. And what was amazing about this weekend, and let me just say this from a technical fighting standpoint, I had a great time. I thought it was worth 100 bucks. It's hard to say if you've seen a more exciting Floyd fight and that has to do with your dance partner right so had a great dance partner so therefore it was a very fun event uh, and if you're a boxing fan you guessed how this was going to end and you got what you wanted if you're an MMA fan you got your guy to win a couple rounds against the best boxer on the planet so it's a win-win for everybody so at that um, I will also say one other thing the score of that fight before you send me hey email understand that I will not waver from this. The score of that fight was 86-85. If you want to argue about who had the 86 and who had the 85, we can do that. But to me, that's the score of the fight and ends in the 10th round. But that's not why we're here today. We're here today because I want to, one, take a sip of this delicious beer and two, get into what we're going to do. And for real, founders, this DKML is like one of my favorite things that you've ever made. Uh, Okay, so... There's a couple things that you can learn from this weekend, and I think they're really important. Um, And the two that are intertwined are the first two that I'm going to talk about, because if you have one and not the other, you're going to fail in either direction. But the one thing that Conor McGregor has in droves, that if you want to say he's got a mutant superpower, it is his ability to believe in himself. And uh, I said on Way of the Warrior, I have said it here before, I've said it in blog posts, I've said it on the interviews we had to do last week when we talked about this fight, his ability to manifest this entire life comes directly from La Cabeza, right? His ability to believe, his ability to craft his mind in order to go, you know what, what are the things that you don't think I can do? I am going to go do those things. I'm going to go try those things. I'm going to either succeed or exceed my own expectations at those things. Then I'm going to look for something else. So one of the things, if, if 
this is the first time you've bumped into Conor McGregor was this fight. And there was a lot of you that that was the first time you were introduced to him is he has yet to defend the two belts that he's won in the UFC. And part of that, in my opinion, is because what he's looking for is the next challenge, the next thing to ascribe that belief system to. What are the things that you think I can't do? I'm going to go do that. And for me, I attach myself to that holistically because that's been one of the things that has driven me my entire life, although not to the level of Conor McGregor. But if you're going to tell me that there's something I can't do, I'm certainly going to go out of my way to try and do it, which leads me to the second thing that you can learn from Conor McGregor. Belief is one thing. Having the belief that you're going to do the thing, it's a great place to start. I believe that I'm going to do X. I believe that I'm going to start a business. I believe that that business is going to be successful. I believe that I'm going to retire at 55. I believe that I'm going to retire at 28. Whatever those things are, I believe is a great way to start those things. However, where a lot of people get tripped up, they don't actually have the skills to do any of that stuff. And that's where part two comes in. You actually have to have the skill set in order to do that. And yes, I understand that Conor McGregor did not knock out Floyd Mayweather. I understand that Conor McGregor did not go the distance against Floyd Mayweather. However, Conor McGregor was able to touch Floyd Mayweather more than just about any other boxer Floyd had faced, not named Canelo Alvarez, right? So clearly has a skill set to be in that squared circle and give it a go. So leading up to this, remember, he was an O-O and O fighter, not one single professional boxing match yet here we are the biggest pay-per-view in history the biggest paydays in history i've said it on the way of the warrior facebook page for those of you who have not heard this before essentially on saturday night conor mcgregor made more money than the entire ufc roster is going to make this year let me say that one more time conor mcgregor made more money on saturday night than the entire ufc roster will make this year that comes from a belief system that attaches to a skill system that puts him in the ring in order to execute in the way that he was able to execute. So you've got to be able to believe in yourself and then you have to have skills to back it up because if you don't have the skills, the belief doesn't matter. You can read all of the self-help books, go to all the seminars you want, lean into whatever person that drives you. If it's Tony Robbins, if it's Seth Godin, if it's Gary Vaynerchuk, if it's the secret, it doesn't matter. You can lean into all of that stuff. If you don't have the skill set, none of that matters. Now, how do you continue to keep that belief system going that you believe in yourself and you're driving forward? This is the thing that I've been saying all year long. And if you watch uh, Justin Barclay and Gary Vaynerchuk, lots of us have been talking about this because this is the almost, for me, um, the aha moment for all of that stuff, because once you start putting these pieces together, as far as a puzzle goes, some of the stuff kind of falls into place. But this one is a big one. It is audit your circle. Audit your circle. The people that you surround yourself with make or break your ability to believe in yourself. If you are a person that likes to big believe big, I should say, and you've got people around you that go, that's a stupid idea, or you'll never do that, or why would you bother trying that? Get those people the fuck out of your life. Let me say that one more time. Dump those people. Jettison them out of your life. Let them go live in loser town, and you go try things that you want to try. Because if you surround yourself with people that think that things are not possible, you won't make it doesn't matter if you have the skill set. If you have a group of friends that you hang around with and all of them seem to whine and complain about life 
in general over and over and over again. You go to Buffalo Wild Wings, you had to parent, you had to founders. My job sucks. My relationship with my wife sucks. My kids suck. My this sucks. This doesn't work. I can't get those people. You need to get rid of them and let somebody else deal with them. Because if you're going to do something profound in your own life, if you're going to execute your own version of McGregor Mayweather, you cannot do it with anchors of humanity that pull you back down. And this is a lesson that takes a long time, at least in my opinion, and my, my life lessons, right? It takes a long time to learn that it's going to be awkward and it's going to be a little gnarly, but you have to actually get those people out of your life. And you have to surround yourself with people that do a couple things. And this is just me speaking, but they do a couple things. One, they give you the latitude to say some crazy stuff and then let you figure out how to back it up, right? They let you come up with a crazy idea and go, let's see if he can do that. Let's see if she can do that. And when they do that, they give you honest feedback. This is the thing that Seth Godin talks about a lot, is you need to surround yourself with people who are generous enough to give you actual feedback, not tell you it sucks, not tell you it won't ever work, but people who will give you actual feedback. And some of those people should be smarter than you. That's the other thing, is if you look at Connor, Connor, in, a, in his ability to manipulate the media, Connor, in his ability on the microphone, he's really, really good. But he surrounds himself with super smart people who can get him in position so that he can execute on that. You need to do the same thing. You need to go find people that challenge yourself. And this is something that if you listen to the Michael Gray episode of the Incredible Hulk podcast, which was uh, two episodes ago, this is one of the things that he and I talked about, and it's increasingly difficult in 2017 because we like to live in our eco chambers. We like to hang out with people who tell us we're right all the time, that tell us the things that we're doing, even if they're stupid, we should keep doing them. And if you don't go out of your way to find people that will not disagree with you or be contrarian for the sake of being contrarian, but people who will be generous enough to tell you, look, man, I think you're on the right path. You just need to do this thing. I think you're doing some of the right things, but if you just go th like that and like that and like that, all of this stuff will go in the right direction. You need to find those people because you need to have these three things in order to start building the, whatever you want to build, right? Lots of people that are on this page, because I hear from you often, want to talk about how do I start a thing? How do I start a podcast? How do I ship some art? How do I build a business? And all of that stuff comes from, and I give a lot of the same advice when people ask that you've got to, first of all, you have to have the balls to start, which is sometimes the hardest part, but you also have to be able to have the belief that the thing you're going to do works or has the opportunity to work, have the skills to make that thing work and have audited your circle. So you've surrounded yourself with people that will push you in a direction that matters and will give you feedback when it matters and be there when it breaks to help you do it all over again, which is the fourth thing that you can learn. The thing that Connor does, and one of the things that I, I think if you listen to Way of the Warrior that Ken and I really, really admire about Connor is not only his skill set, is not only his mouth, because we certainly, as pro wrestling fans, love Connor and the way that he runs his mouth. It's the final part. It's his ability to fail forward. Almost as soon as he lost, he's on the microphone going, good on you, Floyd. You had me in the 10th. Uh, I would have liked the ref to have me knocked down, but that didn't happen, right? 
because he learned something. And one of the things that he learned, if you're not an MMA star or an MMA fan, I should say, we're not all MMA stars. You're not an MMA fan. One of the things he learned, I believe, is from watching the traumatic and dramatic fall of Ronda Rousey. She loses one fight and she disappears for a year because she can't handle failing. She has put so much emphasis on always winning, so much emphasis on never being wrong, so much emphasis on being the top of the top of the top. You put everything on the top of that pyramid, and as soon as you fall off the pyramid, it's a long way down, right? So when he lost to Nate Diaz, which was a fighter in the UFC, that was his first loss in the UFC, immediately he bounced back and took a rematch with the same gentleman almost 90 days later. I think it was 89 days later he's in a rematch with this guy and ends up beating him because he learned from his mistakes and came back swinging. Now, I am not saying here tonight, and I won't say when we break this down in a more tactical way talking about combat sports, that I think that there should be a rematch. That's not what I think. One of the things, just to nerd out for a second, one of the things that you learn about the sweet science of boxing is that that cardio that people talked about, that gas tank that people talked about, it's really hard to build that up without actually taking professional fights. So the only way that Connor is able to live through rounds 9, 10, 11, and 12 is by having more professional bouts, which we may or may not get to see. It depends on what he's going to do. Uh, one of the things that I said on Way of the Warrior, and I will say it here because I believe in it, is I think Connor's of the ilk that, again, he wants to go find the thing, find the thing that people say he can't do, and go do it. Go to, if you listen to business experts, blue sky, white space, whatever you want to call it, go to where people don't expect you and go win there. So to me, the logical next move is Conor McGregor deciding that he's going to headline something like WrestleMania, where he doesn't belong against somebody like a Finn Balor, a wrestler who I think could help him along the way to make the match look believable, right? Go to a place that people don't expect you to be and win there. And that comes from his belief system. But he's not going to get in a rematch with Floyd just because Floyd just said he's done. He's beaten the record. He's 50-0. and 0. He has absolutely nothing else to prove. So on to the next thing. And what's the next thing? Who knows? But that's what makes a guy like Connor so interesting. And that's what makes a guy like Connor tick. And that's the things that I think you can learn from this. Is you got to believe in yourself but you have to have the skills to back it up. And once you have those two things, you have to have a circle of influence that actually is helping you get there or helping you grow or helping you rebuild because finally you have to learn how to fail forward. Because if you can't fail forward, none of this will work. If every time things go bad, it sets you back a hundred paces and you have to start all over because it's just a catastrophic loss. That's a really hard way to build a business. It's a really hard way to build a brand because bad things happen and bad things happen often. And sometimes they're tiny bad things and sometimes they're really big bad things. But your ability to bounce back from those things is how you can continue to build and get better, which builds your skill set, which builds your belief system, which then should influence the amount of people that you have around you that help you move forward. All right. It is the Incredible Hulk podcast. It's episode 18, I believe. So one more thing I want to talk about tonight before we take off, and that is the news out of Ford and Domino's today because I find it sort of interesting. So the news is that um, Domino's and Ford are going to partner up to create 
autonomous vehicles that will deliver pizzas. So we finally got robots who will deliver us pizzas. And it's going to take place in Ann Arbor for a very specific reason. So the University of Michigan, whether or not you're a Spartan fan, um, we're going to only talk in facts here because I know the college football is right around the corner. But the University of Michigan has this thing. I believe it's called M-City or M-Town. I don't remember the exact name. But they've been messing around with autonomous vehicles for a long time. So a lot of the cool stuff that doesn't have Elon Musk attached to it or Google attached to it, or even if Google Google's attached to it, it happens in Ann Arbor. So that's why they're doing this test in Ann Arbor. And Domino's also, um, Ann Arbor was the first place where they did the, if you've read about the car that actually cooks the pizza on the way to your house. So it's literally piping hot and just made when it gets there also happens in Ann Arbor. But what I found interesting is I was listening to a Joe Rogan podcast over the weekend with Sean Carroll and he's, cosmologist and into like all sorts of crazy super science stuff. But one of the things that they were talking about when it has to do with AI is this really interesting, super scary angle of this that I hadn't even thought of. And he was talking about specifically facial recognition. So right now, my MacBook Air is reading my face and Facebook is going to understand that it is Eric Hulkerin and then allow you, if you would like to, in this video when it's done, to tag me. Here's where it gets kind of crazy. Human beings are really, really bad at facial recognition. We're even worse at writing code about how to do facial recognition. We're really good at writing code to teach crazy machines to teach themselves how to do that. And machines are awesome at facial recognition. Now, here's where it gets crazy. According to Sean Carroll, we don't actually know how the machines do that. We have machines that do facial recognition, and they do it really well, but we don't know how they do that. So when we start having cars driving around delivering pizzas, I would say two things. One, we might get to the point where we don't actually know how the cars are getting to your house. And two, you better tip the car because the car will remember and the car will come back. Think Night Rider gone wrong. Or as I said on Facebook earlier today, like a really, really, really crazy episode of Ex Machina, like the sequel to that movie, which if you haven't seen that movie, please rectify that immediately because you should totally do that. All right, so when we do these little um, mini episodes, they probably won't be as long as the regular episodes where I have guests because I feel myself talking for an hour would be a bit much for everybody. And so I will uh, save you or spare you, I should say, from that. But I will do this from time to time when I have things to contribute and want to get on and talk to you guys. So when I do these, I will, as as best as I can, do them on Facebook Live and then uh, put the intros and outros on and get them uh, on the podcast that you can get on iTunes and Stitcher and iHeartMedia. Um, iHeartRadio is actually the app. Uh, Google Play Store, everywhere that you can get podcasts, you will be able to get the podcast, The Incredible Hulk. This is episode 18. I hope you are having a wonderful, wonderful Tuesday evening, and we will talk soon. Take care.